0: And I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 37 months into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today?
1: Well, healthy and alive. Uh, Doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm all right. I, I'm all right. It was it was the first time today that I was um, I was actually outside working in the yard, you know, doing yard work it was the first time of the year. And uh, I have to be honest, it's you know how you finish and you get that satisfied feeling. You're like, oh, yeah, that, mm. that looks good until, you know, two or three weeks and then I'll have to be out there doing it all over again.
1: Yeah, uh, I had to do that uh, last weekend do a little bit of yard work actually i was just out yesterday doing some more um maintenance stuff uh so yeah it's um it's a bit tedious uh right now in my situation because of um we don't really have a yard because the backyard is basically all mud. It's all,
0: all torn up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On to the events of the day. Donald Trump is said to take part in a CNN town hall that's coming up. Wasn't he supposed to stay away from the, quote, fake news? So it seems like he's backpedaling on this. And this isn't all he's backpedaling on. He's still pushing the uh, the COVID jabs. Still. He still endorsed it. Oh, it was a great, great achievement that his administration uh, accomplished, not even acknowledging the harm that it's caused. Now, I will give him the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the mandates. He was against the mandates, but that negates the fact there wouldn't have been any mandates if that wasn't rushed through in the first place. So he's still going to go through the, uh, the motions and run in 2024. I hesitate to even comment On anything having to do with the 2024 US presidential election, because we haven't changed anything. Nothing has changed since the 2020 election, that sham election that we had, since the midterms that we just had of 2022. Nothing has changed. We haven't removed the mail in ballots. We haven't removed the drop boxes. We haven't removed the Dominion voting machines, the the smartmatic machines. We haven't removed any of these things. We haven't reverted back to an actual paper ballot that you get on election day, not election week, not election month, not election season that we now have, according to uh, the the left wing pundits across the United States. Oh, we're in election season now. What happened to election day? Election day. Your employer is supposed to give you the time off that you need to go and vote or whatever it is that you're doing. I'm sorry, uh, if you can't make it down there on the day that you're supposed to be able to vote, well, then you're just SOL, Jack, right? I'm not going to repeat what that means, but most Americans already understand that. Uh, You're out of lock. That's just the way that it is. That's the way that it's always been. Now, they will try and confuse things. They'll try and say, well, look, we've always had mail-in voting. You, you've always had absentee ballots. No, we've not always had mail-in voting. Yes, we have always had absentee ballots. Those things are reserved for people such as myself and military service members, overseas people, overseas expats, those, those types of things. We are are to request a ballot because we are a registered voter. We have to prove that we are a registered voter with our voter ID cards. Yes, we have voter ID cards. Contrary to um, uh, to popular belief here, we actually have voter ID cards. I have mine. I have to fill out all of the information to request an absentee ballot from my voter ID card to the state of Ohio if I want to receive an absentee ballot. You do not have primary voting access, as in you don't get to vote in the primary elections. You could only vote in the general election, and you only get one ballot. One. You don't get a, a truck that shows up in a neighborhood dropping off six, seven, 800 ballots. You don't get drop boxes every, I don't know, half mile where you can just show up and, and drop 50 of them in there. When you vote absentee, you request the ballot. You fill out the information that you need to request that ballot. They send you the ballot, one ballot with your name on it. You vote, you return that ballot and you have voted. You, you have to return that before. It has to be postmarked before a specific date to make sure that it gets counted before election day. That is absentee balloting. We have always had that. The problem is, is that those people that do that have always primarily voted Republican. So they've never been able to hijack the absentee balloting process. But again, this is a, this is a moot point. We don't have any of these other mechanisms taken out that were illegally put in in the first place so do we do we care do we have a reason to actually concern ourselves and and go through the motions and commentate on everything between now and next year because that's what it's going to be this is for the next 18 months that's what this is going to be it's going to be this candidate or that candidate or this topic or that topic this is what voters are after this is what this poll shows and it doesn't matter because they have a system in place that they can't lose with. So, as I've said before, Republicans, it's
1: time for you to use the system the Democrats have created and play the same game that they play. They're ballot harvesting, they're eh, basically cheating. You're going to have to use the same game that they're doing, and you're going to have to effectively cheat yourself. And you're going to have to make it so egregious, both sides that uh, we have to have an audit, we have to have investigations, and you push the change. That That's one thing I think should happen. Probably not the wisest thing, because usually when Republicans do something, it always bites you in the ass later. But uh, it would be a fun show nonetheless. The Trump appearing on CNN, uh, the town hall, what are you doing? Seriously? CNN? Seriously? The, the, the whole thing, uh, they think... Um, the left thinks Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. And the reason I can say that, Joe Biden, he's announced he's going to run. He's officially announced. The only reason they would officially announce him is because Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. Otherwise, if it was Ron DeSantis, Ron would stomp on Biden. So they think it's going to be Trump. Not only do they think it's going to be Trump, but I think they're going to work their end of the mechanism to try to get Trump uh to have the nominee so they're going to push this you know going after him with the lawsuits and everything and keep pushing him in the media keep talking about him just like they did before and he'll be the nominee all over again the problem is uh trump cannot uh surpass his worldview. uh by that i mean look at what he did with roe v wade right okay so he put the justices in place and everything do you know what he's doing now when it comes to the whole abortion uh situation I he heard is backpedaling.
0: Yeah, I, I heard that he was he was backpedaling. I don't know to what degree though, but I have a feeling you're gonna tell me.
1: I don't know the degree either. Um he's just backpedaling on the whole thing. The problem is here here's the thing. Okay, from a political perspective, all right, just looking at politics, you were the guy that got Roe v. Wade overturned. Do you think you're going to convince anyone on the left uh with your uh catering to their uh, abortion desires. Do you think you're going to win any of them over? Hell no. You're, you're the guy that overthrew Roe v. Wade. You're not going to be able to get anyone on the left. So why are you taking a, uh, a different position than you should just lay into the uh, pro-life agenda? You should lay into it from a political perspective, uh, because then you're going to solidify those on the right. But instead, he's he's backing down and now he's going to lose supporters on the right. Now, again, I'm looking at this from a traditional perspective that politics matter. Uh, (laughs) I don't think they do. Um, As you said, uh, the election process has not been fixed. Um, So now I I, I, honestly, this is just political theater. If you really want change, honestly, we should have already begun uh, fixing the electoral process. The, the states should have abolished uh, Dominion, uh, which, by the way, you're pointing that out. Nobody will touch Dominion now because of that Fox lawsuit. Nobody will speak up against it. Nobody will do. And now from here on out, we will now have Dominion in every single state because of that Fox uh, whole uh, basically bending over to um, Dominion. So nothing's going to change there uh, unless you have someone like a Ron DeSantis that has balls to go against the flow but we'll see so no, nope, good luck uh good luck with that the whole you know getting trump in and and uh uh running him yeah good luck with that i'm not on board i'm not interested in uh supporting trump personally i i just i think the whole system's corrupt we need to focus on fixing things at the local level first and focus on that, this, this, the political uh, game that they're playing at the higher levels. Fix your stuff on the home front first, and then worry about the, the federal level. We, we have to get the coming generations re-educated towards American ideals, um, not
0: this education they're getting now and i use that that you, you said terminology. reeducated you said reeducated I, I, yeah could we possibly go with reoriented back to the correct way of thinking realigned realigned uh, yeah, to what yeah. to what actually got us to where we are in the first place that actually made us into a great civilization in the west
1: yeah that, yeah uh, and i use that terminology specifically because um this is marxism we're dealing with so why not use their own terms uh but anyway yeah i've i've rambled on enough i i I no, just please continue to be.
0: I, I love it when you ramble. The listeners love it, too. I'm usually I, the one I, ranting and raving all the time. So it's nice to have someone else do it, especially you. I, I just don't. Look, here's another thing. <laughs> this is something else in the
1: news. Uh, and this is also why I don't think there's any winning for Republicans. Have we heard any more about the leak for the Dobbs case? Have we heard anything else about that leak? Uh, uh-uh. no, you know, there was an opinion article out recently uh, that says, uh, uh, Alito says it was not a conservative justice, so that only leaves the three liberal justices. Well, this opinion article says it was not, uh, Justice Breyer or Kagan, it was Sotomayor. Sotomayor. And, yeah, that makes sense, but we've found nothing on this. A federal offense, the worst when it comes to this kind of thing that's ever happened as far as the Supreme Court is concerned, and this is something that that is like, this is a felony. And yet nothing, nothing, nothing on this. And this is a pivotal case. This is something that is enormous in our history over the last at least, you know, 50 years. A- and yet nothing uh, could it possibly be because it supports and helps out the reigning government that's currently in, in, in office right now. The, the shadow government, uh, dare I say that? Um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 this whole thing's busted. We have to get back to the local ideals. Also, remember, uh, this is this has kind of been a kick. We were kind of talking about it before, too. We can't let our anger get hold of us and try to enact revenge Um, as much as it would be fun and entertaining to to watch. It would not be the right thing because it will bite us in the ass and we'll end up like France. And we'll end up with a dictator after we get done with our little revolution or whatever, and it'll go poorly. And then we'll have years of dictatorship for who knows how long. And so, no, we we have to get back to those fundamental principles that make America, America. Uh, Chiefly among those is uh, many of the Christian ideals. Um, We have to get back to that and we have to stick to those things. Uh, Otherwise, it's going to end up poorly.
0: You know, I, I just finished reading a book yesterday, uh, and I'll mention it. It's, uh, it's worth a read. It's uh, It was by an author named uh, J.R. Nyquist. It's available on Amazon. It was called The Fool and His Enemy, Toward the Metaphysics of Evil. And on the cover is a picture of... Uh, George Bush leaning over his uh, his lectern there. And behind him, with his hand on his shoulder, with a smile on his face, is none other than Vladimir Putin. And I, I went into that book thinking, and, and it's a short read, it's about uh, it's about 70, uh, 60, 70 pages or so, and you can have it done within you know, a few hours to a day, depending on on how dedicated you are and, and how much time you have and how fast you read things. I went into that book thinking that it was about uh, George Bush and and Putin, because obviously the the cover, right, a fool and his enemy. George Bush was definitely a fool and Vladimir Putin was most certainly the enemy. Never judge a book by its cover. That book was anything but about Bush and Putin. But it was a great depiction. As I continued through the book and I'm reading about what the author is explaining, the fool is us. The enemy is cultural Marxism. The The enemy is is Marxism 101. That's the enemy. It's just got a new face to it. That's all through cultural Marxism. That's what gives it its new face. In the end of that book, I'm not going to spoil it for everybody, but in the end of that book, he makes this argument. He's a very religious guy. He talks uh, talks a lot about spiritual guidance. In the end of that book, he makes a very interesting point. And he compares where we are in civilization to seasons. And I've heard that comparison before by many other authors. So I'm not really uh, spoiling anything here. I, I don't want to spoil the, the book for anybody because I believe it was a fantastic book. It's also available in uh, in the German language as well. It was only English and German that it was translated to. So it's a it's a great book. And it's not very expensive. It was about 10, 10 11 dollars or euros or whatever it was. So it's it's very, very well priced. Uh, but anyway, in the end, he, he talks about how civilizations work in cycles, and and they do. I mean, I've heard different uh, macro historians such as like guys like Carol Quigley, who talks about it in Tragedy and Hope, civilizations rise and fall, and there's a process to this. And I've heard that before, but I've never heard anybody compare it directly to seasons and the descriptions of those seasons. So we have springtime, so we have the the new growth, the new life. We've got the the sunshine, the birds chirping, the, the rain falling, and it enhances growth. We go through a wonderful summer. Everybody's having a great time. We get to a fall harvest, and then what comes after the fall harvest? The long, cold, dark winter. They use that term actually during COVID. You remember dark winter? You remember that? Yeah. Do you believe that we're on the verge? Of a cold, dark winter, or just a, the the winter time, as it as it relates to um, where we are in our current uh, civilization here in the West, and I, I'm inclined to agree with with the author, the way that he put it. I believe that we're coming out of the fall harvest. I mean, you can equate that, however you look at things. I mean, maybe you know, I think Bruce differs with me a little bit on this, and that's fine. Uh, it's it's good to have a differing of opinion, even slightly, so you can you can compare and maybe readjust your thinking a little bit. Because maybe you see things that you didn't see before. The fall yeah, harvest. Just to be clear the, yeah, go
1: on for the sake of it.
0: I, yeah, go I ahead. agree with you. I, I agree with your
1: analysis, but I was also adding on that it's the reverse as well. And that the left is currently in their harvest. They're reaping uh things that they have sown for years. And vice versa, the, the the reaping is pretty much over for us, not to spoil what you're you're saying, but for those of us that are conservatives and whatnot, uh, the the reaping has we're, we're more or less done. We're, we're now hitting the winter.
0: And of course, what comes after winter? You're headed back into a new season of growth, aren't you? You're headed back into springtime. You have the, the long darkness into the winter solstice. You've got three days of almost, if you're very far north, you've got three days of almost total darkness during the winter solstice. And then you trend back out and you're headed back out into a new season. Now, the critical thing here is going to be where we are on the other side of that winter. All of these people that are talking all of their woke stuff, all these politicians and everybody that that have been compromised and and infiltrated and everything else. These people are irrelevant on the other side. They're selling you a, a system that doesn't produce anything. It's stagnation. It's decadence. It's collapse. There's nothing to come out to on the other side. The things that we spoke on yesterday, the underpinnings of society, man requires spiritual guidance. It has to be a realignment with that spiritual guidance if we are to rebuild. We will rebuild this society. We will do it. And these people that are in the process of tearing it down are going to shut the hell up one way or another on the other side. If anything, just from the average person who has lost everything because of what these nihilists have done to get us to this point. So I'm not too concerned about whatever utopia these people plan on trying to sell you because they will be swept into the ash heap of history through their own actions. When we rebuild, and we will rebuild, it will have to be at the foundation of the spiritual realignment. I don't know how long the winter will last. That's the part that I'm,
1: uh, I don't know. And we can't know. It could be, you know, five years, 10 years, 40 years. It could be another, uh, literal dark age it could last hundreds of years it really depends on how far they're allowed to go they being the uh the shadow government the uh the elite and pushing this artificial intelligence agenda and yeah i i I do think it's uh well revival or bust as a kind of meme about it either we're going to have this ai revolution that's coming either way but how whether it's good or bad is dependent upon where our morals are as a society. And as it stands, the morals of the society cannot handle, uh, the immense power of having an artificial intelligence. Um, that, yeah, no. So no, uh, (laughs) we can't decide what life is yet. We can't decide, uh, when, uh, officially conception happens. Uh, we can't decide what gender we are. Those things are basic things that we have to have decided before we even ponder the idea of AI. And then AI is slowly becoming uh, closer and closer to intelligence uh, or, or more specifically consciousness. And where do we draw the line on what consciousness is and all of that? We're, we're not ready for this. We are not ready for this, what, what's coming. So, yeah, there's going to have to be some changes. There's going to have to be some uh, growth pretty rapidly, uh, some functioning wisdom if if we're to come out of this um quickly i should say um otherwise i think this is going to be a bit painful for a while uh and it's going to not it's not going to be like 2008 and 9 when it hit mostly the middle class and up uh this is going to be everyone you you will feel the pain uh and you will be forced to comply if we don't make some changes if if we don't have red states specifically if we don't have them uh put some safeguards in to protect uh just the state level from the federal uh this federal overreach so we'll see time will tell uh if people continue to be blue pilled uh and not uh talk to their governor or their state reps um well yeah i hope you enjoy
0: uh, digital dark age yeah you know, I, I heard you talking in prep about uh about ai and the the governance and we we can discuss that. I would like to discuss that. But this is a, another symptom here, really quickly, on the uh, the sickness of society. Uh, this took place. Well, part of this took place in uh, in Boston. I, I believe it was Boston over the uh, uh, over the weekend. It was the Satan Con, Bruce. I'm sure you heard about uh, Satan Con, the uh, the open yeah uh, satanic worship. Now you you said that the uh, the Fed boys. Excuse me, the Patriot Front. You said that they were uh, in attendance to protest against the, uh, mm. uh, the the Satan con thing there. Now, it couldn't be that both sides were federal agents trying to create an agitation campaign between the two of them. Could it it no. couldn't have been that. No, no, mm. no, 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 not, not at all because usually the patriot front usually they say that oh we're going to show up and we're going to face off against that group and usually they show up 2 or 3 hours after whatever event takes place and there's no confrontation and no one cares but this time they were there right on time yeah yeah federal agents on both sides is my
1: uh is my guess or at least informants uh at the very least but uh, I repeated myself i think this was all just to try to gen up some more hysteria
0: and some more um uh whatever the go juice that they need and this has now gone to other states as well. A Pennsylvania school is now forced forced to allow a satanic temple to meet on school grounds. Uh, an after school Satan club. We talked about this in one other state. I can't remember which state it was. I think it might have been like Virginia or something. Maybe it was one of those. But the uh, the after school Satan club was brought by a parent. A, a parent right? This is somebody who's a, who's a parent who wanted a non-Christian religious club that would be safe and inclusive for their non-Christian children. This is the part of the sickness of society that we have.
1: Might I uh, divert your attention to any program after school that schools sanction? That is the program for you because none of them are religious in public schools. Uh, or at least Christian, all of them are religious in the sense of they push whatever, um, you know, the vaccine cult, the uh, transgender cult, the death cult. I mean, they're they're all cults uh, in some way. Uh, so the fact that you had to go straight to a Satanist group, that's just, again, you're trying to stir up more hysteria and more. Um, no, I think this is all this is all just. The, the, the dialectic that we talk about.
0: Uh-huh. Well, Bruce, I have a, uh, a photo here. The members of the club in Pennsylvania have uh, posed for a photo after a school board meeting on February 28th. Check them out there.
1: Uh, the only one there that looks somewhat normal is the one on the right, and it looks like he's just an agitator the, more than anything. Beanie. Yeah, yeah, dude there. Yeah, the, the dude the with beanie. the beanie. Uh, the rest of them are colored hair, different haircuts. Hair cuts and whatnot Um, uh more or less the masks yes masks also the rejects um in uh the school social hierarchy uh they're more or less the um the ones that um yeah, they're the rejects. I, I I don't know how else to put it nicely, but that yeah. that's a-social
0: um, you yeah. know, a social people. Yeah, they are the asocial. Yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. These people, apparently they need some type of guidance, maybe AI, for example. You talked about AI. Now we can we can segue into into AI. All of these these corporations and everything and all, all these uh, people that are on the woke left that support all of these corporations and their woke ideology and their, their craziness and their silliness that has no Actual consumer demand marketplace, there's no room for any of that. Case in point, look at Anheuser-Busch with the Bud Light campaign. I actually have their numbers now. They are down 21%. It's, it's they're like down 21.1, 21...
1: isn't it?
0: No. Well, this is, yeah, this week they're down mm. uh, 26%. Year on, year end, they're down 8% uh, so far. Okay. Which is, in terms of that corporation, that is billions of dollars. That is billions of dollars. That's a lot to lose in. What's it been, like two, three weeks now? Eight percent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In two, three weeks? That's a lot for a company that's not in dire straits. So I don't know anybody. This was the the argument I was making to you in in prep about AI governance. And you've talked about that before. And I'm I'm totally in, in agreement with you when you talk about how they want to structure that. And I believe that that's what they want to do. Because remember, when we were reading about social credit before all of this happened, like pre-COVID, when we were studying about social credit and what they were doing in China the AI system sits over top of what was the governments. The governments are irrelevant in a social credit system. The social credit system is administered by an AI system. The digital currency is a part of that. The digital wallet is a part of that. The vaccine passport is a part of that. All of this has to work synergistically. All of it does or none of it works. Every single part of this mechanism has to be turning and interacting simultaneously. If even one part of it is out, none of it works. I don't know anybody that is clamoring for a digital wallet. I've never met one. I've never even seen one. Even these loonies that are out there holding up their placards at one of these ridiculous events they have. I've never seen anybody clamoring for a vaccine passport for a digital wallet, for a digital currency, or for an AI governance system. I've never seen anybody outside of these ridiculous corporations that are wholly infiltrated by the World Economic Forum, and we know where that tentacle goes. I've not heard anybody, the average person, I've not heard anyone, right, left, center, doesn't matter, extreme right, extreme left. I've not heard anybody say in mass from any of these political groups that this is something that they demand this is something that the world needs my point of it is this is when you force that entire mechanism in place onto the entire western world and the world writ large at that point, when you force that entire system down, when no one is asking for it, the seeds of its own destruction are woven into it for it to be a failure.
1: There are people calling for it. I I just did a quick search and was looking. There are people calling for it because of 2016 and because of uh, 2020 and because of all the uh, uh, misinformation that was out there and disinformation. We need AI to nudge people towards candidates that are
0: going to further the human race and further uh, whatever the agenda is, whatever. Are these by chance, and I don't know, I'm I'm asking, are these by chance NGOs that we have very lightly delved into, but we haven't uh, gotten into in depth yet? But these are, I'm assuming these are a lot of NGO groups that are in bed with the Institute of Policy Studies and the Transnational Institute. This guy posted this four years ago, and he's a screenwriter. This uh-huh. was a four years
1: ago comment. Okay, so he's a Hollywood. This guy is a he's writer. a Hollywood hack. Got it. He's he's a Hollywood hack, and it seems like he's in San Francisco as well. So yeah. Um, oh, and uh, the company he works at, he works at Google. So, of course, uh, yeah. to answer okay. your question, yeah, yes, it's OK, it's only the people that are embedded that are asking for it. And they they think they can rule and better, uh, better decide how you live your life than you can. That's what it boils down to is they're superior. They they can rule your life better than you. And they think they can better the human race by telling you what you can and can't do.
0: You know, I was talking to somebody earlier who has a little bit of a, uh, a problem, you know, isn't like a, a medical problem and they need to consult a specialist. And I made a recommendation to that person. I said, well, check out this doctor in this town. I went to him before when I had an issue with an injury that I had. Check them out because they're pretty good. And that person said, no, I can't go to that person. I can't go to that doctor. And I said, why not? And they said, because that doctor was excluding people that weren't vaccinated for COVID-19. The point is, is that they remember this entire system that they're trying to bring in is 110%, 150% discriminatory, just on its face. Look at what they tried to do with the COVID vaccine passport. That was a beta test for everything else, if you didn't know. That was to see who they could regulate and control and force out of society if you didn't comply. This will not be any different. This will actually be a whole hell of a lot worse. If you don't do what you're told, they will turn you off. My response to that person when they said that they didn't forget what that doctor did to exclude people, to discriminate against people, when that doctor damn well should have known better, I said to that person, you know what? If everybody had just done what we said in the beginning and told all of these useless, know-nothing, expert class people, I'm doing the air quotes, expert class people, these health ministers and these bureaucrats and these these politicians that don't know anything, if everybody en masse would have stood up and the businesses en masse would have stood up and said, go pound sand. Get the hell out of here with that nonsense. We're responsible enough. We don't need a big brother government telling us what to do. Get lost. COVID would have ended before it ever started. It is the same exact concept with AI, the digital wallet and the digital currency. No one's asking for it. No one wants it except for the big corporations, the big banks, the big governments, They all want it. The big communists around the world, the big Communist Party of China, the Communist Party and other bloc countries. There's too many of them to name. They all want it. It's as simple as saying no. That's all you have to do. COVID ended when we would say that it would end and not a moment before. The digital wallet, the digital world, the digital AI, whatever, any of this this digital whatever crap that they're trying to sell you out of Davos, that ends when we say it ends and not a moment before. We decide when that system comes in and when it departs. So make your choice.
1: Yeah. um, To your point about um, people resisting this and fighting against it, the powers that be know they're going to lose. They know they will lose if they don't have this system in place because the pain that is coming that is inevitable, it will be blamed on them and everybody will know it was their fault. So uh, as long as we continue to resist it and continue to push back, uh will be okay the problem is chat gpt bard uh these these programs people are taking taking to it like uh well really like a, a, a moth to flame they they they're really taking to it and that's a problem because like i said we're not morally ready for these ai we are not morally ready for a, a <laughs> these we are aliens ready. that think
0: nothing like us they, we weren't we're creating ready so- a new life form no I, I agree we weren't ready for social media we weren't ready for that
1: I, I would contend that we probably were. I, I think we could have handled it. The problem was, is the powers that be got in control of it and started manipulating it and started ma- manipulating us and that's started fair. doing that in that's mass. I, I, I think that's what it really, because if you look at like MySpace as an example, that wasn't really doing any harm uh, at the time. No. It wasn't until they started using social media to to push agendas. To, to change people's opinions uh, with algorithms and whatnot. It wasn't until then that we really started seeing a, a negative shift. So I, I think we could have made social media work. It's just it would have, it would have, taken, um, it would have taken some resisting on our part, you know, it, basically restricting government from using
0: uh, social media to push their agendas. I can go along with that. And it was the same thing. You could make the same exact argument for search engines. Everything was fine until Google... Came along. Everything was fine. I remember using search engines back prior to the year 2000. This is back when we were coming out of the, uh, the dial-up stages and going on to uh, high-speed internet stages, you know, dedicated digital subscriber lines, dedicated lines, DSL lines, things like that. We were just starting to come into that cable internet and everything else. And the search engines, there was nothing wrong with them. You had a few back then. You had uh, Yahoo, of course, it was there. You had, and of course, it's still around, but they're biased as all get out these days. They were around. You had, uh, I think the best one that you had back then was uh, one called Dogpile. I don't know if you remember that one, but it went to all the other search engines and grabbed all the results from all the other search engines. So if you used that one, then you got the most results and you got the the most accurate results that you could find for whatever topic you were looking for. You had snap.com and a few others. But the search engines themselves, the algorithms themselves, they weren't programmed to do anything other than look for what you wanted. That was it. If they would have left that alone, the search engines, even Google today would be fine. There would be nothing wrong with it as in the search, but they keep screwing with it and, and messing with the algorithm. You know, if you type in, uh, I saw somebody do this once. If you type in Clinton body count, then you'll get all the results of like the Clinton body shop and uh, places where you can get like all the different businesses and things with, with Clinton. You won't actually get what you're looking for until it's like page 36 or something. I actually watched somebody go through and and do that. I can't remember who it was, but I watched somebody uh, go through a video and and, and actually dissect that. But that's what they do. They'll manipulate those search results. And this is how they're able to manipulate what you see, because the average person isn't going to go through 36 pages to find what they're looking for. They're going to go through one, maybe two or three at most. And that's it, because our attention spans have been reduced to that of less than a goldfish so no one has the willpower and the attention span to want to sit down and do some deep research. So they will mess with these things. And that applies to all the other platforms they have too YouTube and, and, and whatnot. So these uh, these things the, these algorithms that they have working, regardless of whether AI becomes a thing, regardless of if that takes hold, we have to do some serious adjustments and we need some serious oversight if we're going to keep these these systems around social media and these big search engine companies we're going to have to have some kind of oversight to where they're not actually screwing with people and doing social engineering because that's what they're doing technically just the algorithm is an ai technically because that's all
1: ai's are it's a, it's a combination of algorithmic responses to well we'll say variables or stimuli that that's all it is very different than what how we respond to things we have you know a foundational basically ai is quite different than how we think all that to say, uh, I, I agree. I would say, though, probably around 2008 or so, 2010-ish, I actually was satisfied with Google's search engine. I, I was satisfied back then with it. it. It gave me the results I was looking for. It uh, more or less didn't point me in directions I didn't want to go. Uh, it was it was just right. It gave me exactly what I was looking for. Now you use any search engine and it gives you some BS on uh, it is horrible trying to you have to use new variables like, you know, parentheses or or quotes or, you know, minus this search or, you know, you have to use other variables now to find what you're looking for. And it's it's a pain in the ass now compared to what it used to
0: be. I would prefer things to be more simple, but due to the nature of progress as they call it. We have to make things ever more complicated every single time. That's another thing that I have to argue with about this, uh, this so-called utopia that they're trying to bring in here. You want to make things more complex than what we have now. Take the digital currency, for example. Okay, Let's look at Bitcoin. right? Let's look at cryptocurrency. Maybe not Bitcoin, but I say Bitcoin because people know Bitcoin. Let's look at that. I've made this, this argument before. Bitcoin. How many people in this world, stop thinking in terms of just your nation and, and your your community for just a minute? How many people in this world on this globe of over are we past eight billion now? Are we over eight billion? I don't think so. China just
1: came out and said they over they overestimated their uh, census by over a hundred million. So
0: okay. I I don't think we're over eight billion okay. yet. Well, anyway, we're we're approach let's say we're seven and a half. Okay, let's let's just say we're at seven and a half. How many people on this planet do you think know? what Bitcoin is. I'm going to say about a billion. That's my guess. Maybe about a billion actually know what it is. And I'm going to say that about half of those people, so 500 million, even know how to use it. 500 million people out of seven and a half billion would even know how to use it. And you want to implement a digital currency of the same type using the same framework on a global scale? And you think that all of that's going to be seamless? There's not going to be any problem. You want to make things more complex than what they need to be. The amount of private transactions that happen in this world on a daily basis are almost incalculable. The black market deals that the average person like ourselves, we don't get to see. I mean, well, you know, I've seen it before, obviously, but the things that go on on the black market around the world, the drug trafficking, the organized crime, You can argue who controls all of that. Fine. The human trafficking that takes place, the gambling that takes place, the illegal alcohol sales, narcotic sales, uh, tobacco sales, everything that takes place, the arms deals all across the world, all of the the marketplaces that take place in the criminal underworld. You're going to shut all that down. You're going to regulate and control all of that now, we can argue about who controls organized crime again, all right, that's granted. But you're going to stomp on every banger on every corner in the city of Baltimore that you don't control? You're going you're gonna to shut down the regional guy that you don't control? I don't think so. The amount of illegal transactions off the books that take place in this world on a daily basis, you cannot even calculate. And you're now going to end all that? You're going to somehow control all of that and you think you're going to be successful at it. That's insane. That is the the thinking of an insane person. If you think you're going to be able to do that, I don't care how big of an army you have. You're not going to get everybody involved with that. It's just not going to happen. You're going to cause a backlash against The power structure, the likes of which you will have never seen before in history, these people will have nowhere to hide. I can tell you for an absolute fact, the people in the criminal underworld will hunt these people down to the ends of the earth for stifling their business opportunities. It will happen. So go ahead, implement your digital currency, please. It'll save us the trouble of having to
1: prosecute you in the future. Uh, I, I agree, uh, but here's their thinking. They won't have any other choice but to use the system. That That's their intention. They being the elite. So That just shows how out of touch they actually are with the criminal underworld. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I hope, part of me does hope that they try to push something like this, which they're going to. July, July, we've talked about it. July is when the Fed says they're going to uh, begin using their digital currency. It's not really a digital currency, but it's a uh, digital transaction platform.
0: You know, somebody actually told me the other day, and I, I, I can't confirm this, but somebody told me the other day that uh, somebody in the financial sector of one of the big major finance companies in the U.S. They didn't say which one, uh, and I didn't ask, but uh, they said that they're doing... Do you remember the overnight loans that we talked about to the banks that the Fed was doing? Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're they're doing that now to the tune of about a trillion a week.
1: It honestly would not surprise me. I, I, I think uh, the, the dollar especially is on the verge of collapse, and not because it's going to collapse on its own, but because they want it to collapse because they want to institute this digital currency and the only way they can do it is to collapse all other competition out there
0: like i said i welcome them to try because like i said that's that problem's going to get solved one way or another just like this that's- um this woke madness, that's going to get solved. No matter which way this goes, that's going to get solved. That pile of of trash is going to get taken out, I assure you, one way or another. That's why we're
1: seeing the banks, uh, some of the banks collapse or get taken over. Uh, It's because they have a positive view of crypto and because they're trying to solidify control. Uh, So if you're exchanging crypto through a bank or they allow that, they 're going to confiscate your bank. they can't have any competition
0: uh, for this coming digital currency It's a shame they invented the marketplace, and now they're uh they're going to shut it all down because like i said i I believe that it was a uh you know starting with the FTX thing I, I believe that it was created in the first place for them to beta test. Everybody was supposed to flood into it. That's what it was meant to do. It was was meant to get everybody used to the idea of using these types of transactions. And not as many people took to it as they needed. But just like any other plan, just like any other scheme that they cook up and they put forth that doesn't work, you never admit fault. You have to double down. They can't admit fault because then they look like the fool and you can't look like the fool, which, I mean, you're already the fool anyway. You just, you know, your own self-righteousness, and your own ego won't let you admit that. So please go ahead, implement your digital currency. I welcome it because the sooner you implement it, the sooner that thing's going to get shut down and it's not going to be by people like us.
1: And I will sit, I will sit by as two criminal organizations fight one another and I will enjoy they my will. popcorn
0: as they, <laughs> they yeah. will, as sure as I'm sitting here, they will, that is going to be epic. Uh, Bruce, we can kick out of here a few minutes early, barring anything else. You got anything else you want to talk about? You want to talk about Hunter Biden? Is he a deadbeat dad? He's been ordered <laughs> he to... He is uh, a deadbeat
1: dad, <laughs> but, uh, there's he's... not really anything to add there. They've been actively hiding the, the one uh, daughter, um, the one kid, or I think it's a daughter. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a son or a daughter, but anyway. Is that the one <laughs> that, that Biden he
0: couldn't... had with the uh Biden? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Is that the one that Biden couldn't name?
1: That's the one Biden couldn't name, and it's also the one that he didn't even account for. When he said, I have six grandkids, he actually has seven Uh-oh. because it,
0: it's the prostitutes. Yeah, but he calls him every sure. night. It's not a joke. He said so. Except only one of them answers the phone. Right. Uh, Hunter Biden has been ordered to reveal the, uh, the art you know, his art income because he's an artist, you know, he's he's been ordered to reveal that, which we've talked about the uh, the money laundering that goes on within the uh, the artistic community in these galleries. He gets private viewings. His paintings were actually selling for more than a Picasso. Are you kidding me? Are you are you actually serious? This guy's painting some some crackhead. His painting is actually worth more than a Pablo Picasso. Unbelievable. He's also been ordered to uh, report his investment income in this uh, $750,000 uh, child support case. I do believe that the investment income, and I, I think he's also been ordered to release his tax uh, his tax returns. There's a problem, though. All of that is on the laptop, you know, the infamous laptop from hell. So they can't exactly call for that to be administered in court because then that would prove... I mean, if you're looking at at something submitted as evidence like that and you see all those other crimes on there, you can't say, well, uh, we're just going to admit this part of it. No, you have to admit the whole thing. If you're the Biden camp, you can't do that.
1: Nope, because then uh, Hunter goes to jail. Biden gets removed as president. Um, like that is the correct course of action if uh, our legal system is um, not in shambles.
0: As some people were suggesting, and I I had heard this over the week. Do you remember how he accompanied him to uh, to Ireland? A lot of people were speculating, and I, I tend to agree that that plane ride, because that is a that is quite a long plane ride. It's about nine nine ten hours uh, when you make that plane ride. And a lot of people were speculating that uh, that would give them the perfect opportunity to talk alone and get their story straight for all of that with no cameras or any any press or anybody around, no leakers or anything. So that uh, that would give them plenty of alone time to get their story straight for what they need to talk about with this court case.
1: And I think that's exactly what happened. If you uh, ask me, not only that, but um, he was supposedly sleeping on a cot. Uh, while he was over there hunter biden was he's so poor he had to give up the corvette as well it was uh repoed uh so yeah sleeping
0: on a cot
1: Mm, yeah
0: that was his testimony in court so you're part of the u.s president's entourage you don't sleep on a cot That was his argument in court. I suppose to each their own. You got to make it look good for the press, right? Because they're going to carry your agenda and they're going to be your water carriers through the entire thing. All right, Bruce, we can go ahead and call this one done. I will see you back here tomorrow, possibly with a special guest, but we will see. So I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. Have a great evening.